You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast coming at you over the internet. And we're glad you're here, and we hope you've had a good week. And man, what my brain is going to mush. I hate it when we have to record remotely like this. Yeah, it's uh, it's not ideal, but let's all say a prayer that we make it through without getting disconnected or any glitches or anything that might make me throw my computer at the wall. But we're coming anyway, or we're, we're recording anyway. And uh, the reason we have to record like this is kind of twofold. If I'm not, you said that uh, your son is gotten a little bit behind on his schoolwork and my wife is scared to death of COVID and there are some family members who are battling that right now, right? I'm hearing like every two words you say. Bummer. Uh, yeah, I said that uh, we've got some family members who are dealing with COVID right now. Yes, my parents are dealing with the uh, coronavirus. They both have the coronavirus. Prayers. Yeah, I'm pre- yeah, I thank you for the prayers. Uh, they need all of them they can get. They're both at home and sequestered. I dropped them stuff off on their porch. Got to go and mow their grass and clean their pool out. That was their two requests. So I'm going to try <laughs> to get that done for them. Nice, nice. Well, I hope they get better soon. Uh, all things considered, are they doing okay? Uh, yeah, they both say they are. So they're very tired, but. You know, Deidre's telling them to get up and keep moving so nothing turns into pneumonia. And so I think they've both been doing that. So as far as I know, they're okay. Um, my mom and dad are neither one the type of person to let you know that they're not okay, though. Right. So we'll we'll see how it turns out. I'm, I'm hopeful. They're going on almost, a, well, a little bit tomorrow will be a week since they were first diagnosed. So. Um, we'll see. And I think that will be my dad's first trip to the doctor. He had to have it for a week before he decided to go to the doctor. <laughs> oh man. A man after my own heart. I don't like I don't want to go to the doctor too unless I absolutely have to. Right. Yeah, definitely. We'll see what the doctor says to Eddie tomorrow, the voice of Earth Oddity. And uh and see how he's doing it on a checkup. But I hopefully he'll be okay. Other than that, is there anything weird in the news? I tell you one thing before we even get into the show, I would like to say uh, rest in peace to uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she unfortunately passed away, but I will say that uh, I personally thought this election was kind of boring, and things are fixing to get a whole lot more exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I've already seen people posturing on both sides about what's going to happen. And I've seen people like completely torn up that Ruth Bader Ginsburg has passed away. And I would just say that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that, that, uh, 
that anybody in politics, although the judge, just judiciary is a little different, um, should be anybody's idol. So, uh, right. But everybody's got their own, you know, different strokes for different folks. So I, I don't know, but I hate that she passed away. But she was old. So, I mean, that happens sometimes when you get old. And she had cancer. So I hope she had a peaceful death. I hope she is right with the Lord. And maybe one day we'll get to sit down and talk about all the cases she got to hear. I, I feel like the real problem here is that this is going to be Trump's third pick. And that's what that's what really has people upset. Oh, yeah. I've already, people are already going crazy talking about uh, if they do rush through a nomination. Which they're going to do, right? I mean, we all know that. Yeah, of course they will. That's, and that's just politics. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. You know, Obama, he was denied his pick of Merrick Garland because the Republicans had the Senate. Well, yeah. now they have the Senate again, and they're going to rush this one through. Right. And that's just that's just politics. I mean, that's like asking, uh, that's like asking an NBA player not to slam dunk the ball. <laughs> right. He can slam dunk the ball. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people forget President Obama did nominate a justice in an election year, even though um, all the Republicans who were for it now were against it then. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they also held the Senate, so he didn't get confirmed. Right. But they're going to but this time it's, it's going to be different. And it's, it's, it's like now it is the Republicans turn to say that it's our job to, right. this to confirm uh, justice. And it's going to be the Democrats <laughs> turn to say, no, we need to let the people decide. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly right. So, yeah, and I read a I read a New York. Well, first of all, I saw that her dying wish was that nobody replace her before the election. And but uh, then I read a New York Times article from back when Garland was nominated, where she was like, "Well, yeah, it's the president and Congress's <laughs> duty to get somebody in there as soon as possible." Yes, everybody's all over the place on this. It's politics. Yeah, except me because I know we're screwed no matter what. So I'm not, <laughs> not that worried about it either way. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's a shame that we even have uh, Supreme Court justices that we. I guess the, we describe them as liberal justices or more conservative justices because the justices, they're supposed to rule on the Constitution right. and they're supposed to rule on precedent. You know, it's supposed to be set up to where we don't have, we just have judges, period. So it's really a shame that we've got to this point and our country is so partisan that we even have, you know, judges who rule, you know, more conservative or more liberal as it is, you know. No, yeah, that's that's 100% true. And... um some of them, like John Roberts, are supposed to be conservative, and he rules liberal a lot. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. The least of my concerns in the world right now is what's going on in the Supreme Court. I, I honestly could not tell you how little I care about it. You know, <laughs> and I know everybody else probably listens to that and is appalled, but I'm just done with, with all the politics. I'm really just done with it. Everybody's stupid, and I, <laughs> yes, I agree. And when I see people talk about politics, it makes me hate them. So I'm just done with it. <laughs> I'm just ignoring it all. Well, let's get into some stories, you know. Yeah, let's get into some stories. What you got this week? Um, well, I got a fall well story, another fall well story. Nice. And I got uh, a lady who was arrested, and then we've got a Republican person who was elected to office. So. I uh, said I was done with politics except for this story I'm going to cover. <laughs> what about you? I got a man who lost his hand, but the doctors were able to keep it alive by attaching it to his foot. 
All right. But I wanted to start with this, and we all know what a big fan I am of Elon Musk and, and his many endeavors. But this last week, there was a Tesla owner in Canada oh. who was pulled over for speeding. He was going 90 miles an hour. Okay. That happens. I mean, that's not all that odd. The odd part is he was asleep while he was doing it. Okay. Is that that cruise control? <laughs> yes. He had the Tesla autopilot engaged and was asleep while it was happening. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, this comes from The Verge. A Tesla Model S owner in Alberta, Canada, was charged with dangerous driving after being pulled over for sleeping while traveling at speeds of 150 kilometers per hour, which that's 93 miles per hour for all of us. I, I appreciate The Verge for, for putting that in there for us. <laughs> the case raises questions about Tesla's partially automated driving system, autopilot, and driver complacency. On July 9th, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police said that they received a complaint of reckless driving on Highway 2 near Pinoca in Alberta. The 2019 Tesla Model S appeared to be self-driving, police said, traveling over 140 kilometers per hour with both front seats completely reclined and both occupants appeared to be sleeping. Officers began to pursue the vehicle with their emergency lights flashing at which point the vehicle automatically began to accelerate, eventually reaching a speed of 150 kilometers. After pulling the vehicle over, the driver, a 21-year-old male from British Columbia, was charged with speeding and driving while fatigued, resulting in a 24-hour license suspension. Later, the man was also charged with dangerous driving. Although manufacturers of new vehicles have built-in safeguards to prevent drivers from taking advantage of the new safety systems, uh, those systems are just that, supplemental safety systems, Superintendent Gary Graham of Alberta RCMP Traffic Services said in a statement. They are not self-driving systems. They still come with the responsibility of driving. I guess he's talking about they still need to be alert and ready to take over if they need to. Yeah, just in case. Yes. Uh, a spokesperson for Tesla did not respond to a request for comment. Autopilot is a level two partially autonomous system that combines adaptive cruise control, lane keep assist, self-parking, and most recently, the ability to automatically change lanes. It uses a suite of sensors, including eight cameras, radar, and ultrasonic to automate some of the driving tasks, but it also requires drivers to stay engaged with the vehicle in order to operate. Uh, says that the automaker's autopilot system has been proven by traffic investigators to have contributed to a number of fatal crashes in the past, and the families of deceased drivers have sued Tesla for wrongful death. Now, Elon Musk, he has blamed these crashes involving autopilot on driver overconfidence. When there is a serious accident, it is almost always, in fact, maybe always the case that it is an experienced user, and the issue is more one of complacency, he said in 2018. Uh, anyway, it just goes on and on, but basically this is a, uh, I feel like this is just one of those things we're going to have to work out as we navigate this new future where we have self-driving cars, because I mean, I don't understand, which I don't, I don't have a Tesla. I've never had the opportunity to drive one or, or ride in one, but I don't know why the autopilot would, would go that fast. Especially, right, yeah. especially if the cops turn on their emergency flashers, <laughs> it's like it's like the robot was like, "Uh oh, it's the cops, floor it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, there seems like there would be some sort of uh, autopilot speed limit, you know, right. type situation. But I, you know, I don't know that that may just be part of the robot takeover. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. They're trying to uh, take us out or get us all put in jail. Mm-hmm. And while I don't think his defense would work in a court, I mean, could he not come back and say, well, I wasn't driving. I was asleep at the time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that would how that would play with the court, but uh, it might be worth giving it a shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> People have gotten off with crazier defenses. <laughs> I mean, what if he gets that speeding ticket in the mail and he just forwards that on to the desk of uh, Mr. Elon Musk himself? That's right. That's what I would say. <laughs> Your car was driving, was speeding, and and he got this ticket. Well, I'm just glad to see Canada getting rowdy a little bit. Well, let's move on to my story here. Let's do it. Okay, let's hit it up with Falwell. Let's just start off with Falwell. We've been big Falwell guys here at. <laughs> our podcast and Jerry Falwell here, uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., not senior. Senior has went on an end to receive his reward. Is a, He allegedly, Jerry Falwell Jr. allegedly got drunk and fell downstairs amid pool boy sex scandal. Now, we covered the pool boy, Giancarlo, and all of his stuff, but uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. allegedly got drunk and injured himself inside his home about a week after explosive reports of an affair involving him, his wife, and a pool boy surfaced, according to records and 911 audio reported on Thursday. The evangelical leader's wife, Becky, called 911 around 2.30 a.m. on August 31st to say her husband had fallen inside their Bedford County, Virginia home and there was a lot of blood right now. That was a quote, a lot of blood right now. Mm. The dispatcher asked whether her husband had been drinking alcohol, and Becky responded, yes, according to the audio of the call obtained by the website. She described being at church around 11 p.m. and receiving a call from Jerry, who said he was bleeding from falling down the stairs. Now, I I don't know why she was at church at 11 p.m., Maybe they had a late-night ministry going on. I don't know. But uh, when she got home, the doors were locked, so she used a chair to break through the back door, according to the report. Uh, When Becky was asked if her husband had been drinking heavily, she said, I'm not going to answer that question. So she didn't want anybody to know he was drunk, I guess. Uh, The dispatcher explained that alcohol thins the blood and could be a cause for the heavy bleeding, But Becky was adamant, the more I tell you the name, the more you're going to understand why we're not talking to you right now. The ultra-conservative Liberty University president, until he resigned amid the sex scandal, scandal stringently forbids alcohol use by students. Uh, He won't let her take him to the hospital as he is stubborn. Caller was not forthcoming, noted dispatch logs. When they got there, Jerry had several cuts, including above both eyes, under his left eye, and across the bridge of his nose. And that's pretty much the end of it. They go on to talk about how he got, um, how he got uh, all kicked out for right for all the other stuff he was doing, which we've discussed on this show. (laughs) Yeah, I just thought it was like, dude, man, you got to keep your name out of the news. If all this goes down, you got to clean it up for a little while, at least. Or at the very least, lay low. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, you don't need any calls to 911 about you. Do you think Jerry Falwell Jr. has always been 
this much of a party animal or has this all just come to light because of his support for Donald Trump and, and the media's uh, hatred of the president and his outspoken support of said president? Like, what's what's going on? Yeah, I, I would say you don't just become a uh, party animal overnight or anything. At least I wouldn't think so. Right. But I think all of it has more to do with people at Liberty trying to get him out of, of being at Liberty, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, this This dude ain't good for our university and where we want to take it, wherever that may be, you know, mm-hmm. um, having this guy in here. Maybe he's just a first class butthole to everybody on the board of trustees or whatever. And they're like, we're tired of you, dude. So now we're going to start instead of protecting you and all this crap that you're doing, we're just going to start letting it all out. <laughs> Bottom line, he wouldn't have any of these problems if he wasn't doing any kind of stuff that was against basically every rule he has for the students of his university. Right, right. So, I mean... It's not so much what he does, it's just the hypocrisy, the blatant, flagrant hypocrisy. Right, yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's important to call out, I mean, first of all, if you're a Christian, you are a hypocrite. That's just... That's why we are Christians, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, everybody always like all the people who don't believe in Jesus like to use that as some sort of gotcha. Like, oh, you guys are a <laughs> bunch of hypocrites. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, we are. We're really horrible people. That's why we need Jesus. But uh, uh, but also there's hypocrites in every walk of life and Christians are the only one that ever gets called out for it. But right. you can't be as hard line as he was. And uh and then be going off and doing the crap he's doing. So mm-hmm. I feel I have no sympathy for him. I don't care if it's politically motivated or what. I have no sympathy for him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, the dude's just an idiot. You got to learn how to not get caught, number one. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> Christian 101. That's Baptist 101 right there. Everybody knows that. <laughs> oh, mercy. Well, on to this next uh, story I've got here, and this comes from the BBC. Severed hand kept alive on a man's ankle. Mm. Now, I can imagine there's not a whole lot of good things about having your hand attached to your ankle, save one, and that is you don't have to bend over to tie your shoes, right? True. Yeah, you scratch your feet, you know, to clip your toenails real easily. It says Chinese doctors have saved a man's severed hand by grafting it to his ankle it is reported Zhao Wei lost his right hand in an accident at work, but could not have it reattached to his arm right away. Instead, the hand was kept alive by stitching it to his left ankle and borrowing a blood supply from the arteries in his leg. A month later, surgeons were able to remove the hand and replant it back on his arm, according to Rex Features. According to the report, Mr. Wei's doctors from the Changsha region say that they will need to undergo several other operations, but they are hopeful that he will regain full function in his hand. His injury was severe. Besides ripping injuries, his arm was also flattened. So it doesn't say exactly what happened, but maybe it was run over by something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, it says, we had to clear and treat his injuries before taking on the hand reattachment surgery. Uh, Mr. Carrion Healy of the Royal College of Surgeons in England said that although procedures such as these are rare, they are not inconceivable. The Chinese are pretty experienced in microsurgery. The concept of saving a severed part of the body by attaching it to another part of the body to give it a blood supply is well recognized. The ankle is in a hard place to graft, though, 
Usually surgeons would go for the armpit because of the blood supply is better there. He said there were many reasons why a surgeon might not want to be able to reattach a hand to its rightful home straight away. Patient might not be fit enough for the surgery. It may take a skilled surgeon between 8 and 15 hours to reattach a hand. The vital factor is keeping the hand alive. On ice, it may survive a little longer, but Mr. Healy said that few surgeons would contemplate replanting a hand that has been detached for more than a few hours because the muscle inside it would be dead. He said that, sadly, not all replantations are a success. Some patients do not like the end result and may later opt for amputation because of side effects such as pain and stiffness. That's just, I mean, it's, I guess it's not so strange that they were able to graft his hand and keep it alive. The miraculous thing is if he is going to be able to regain function like these doctors claim may happen. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's wild. Yeah, uh, I couldn't, I mean, I don't know. I think if I got my hand cut off, though, I would just go straight for the hook. Just have a hook. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that'd play really well on Halloween. You know, you got you got a built-in pirate costume whenever you need it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't I don't know that I'd rush to get it hooked back on. Right. Yeah, hook's nice. Uh, I'm, I'm going chainsaw. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh. What's that movie, Army of Darkness? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, a guy I know, he's got a, a guy I know produces like a game show. What's the guy who was in that, that started that movie's name? Oh, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. He's got like some sort of internet game show, I think, or I, I don't know if this actually runs on some TV channels, but a guy I know produces it and stuff. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, you, Tiny, I, I'm connected all over the world. People don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of relationships with people. You couldn't get Bruce Campbell on the show, could you? I doubt it, but I'll ask Robbie. That would be that would amazing. be great, though. <laughs> which is wild that I've seen that movie, but my first college roommates had that movie and made me watch it, and it's super hilarious. It's a great movie. It's it's super cheesy, but it's supposed now. to be. No, it's pretty yeah, good. Right. It's pretty epic. It's just funny, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's where I get. That's just pillow talk, baby. You know, <laughs> that was just pillow talk, baby. Have you that's seen? I say that all the time. Have you seen the TV series they did? Uh, no. Stars did it, like the, the channel Stars did it, but uh, it's on Netflix. You can watch it right now. They made three seasons of it. It's called Ash versus the Evil Dead, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good, too. Huh. So I would recommend that show. Just don't tell your Sunday school teacher that I said you could watch it. <laughs> if I get caught. Yeah. I don't know that we're ever going to have Sunday school again. <laughs> you know? That's I've written it all. That's an excellent point. <laughs> yeah. Which I laid out of church again this morning. I'm watching the online service, but I laid out of church again this morning because of my idiot 15-year-old and <laughs> his lack of doing what he's supposed to do. And I didn't want to leave him alone with his mom, who is liable to kill him. So, um, <laughs> But like I told you, like everybody thinks, I think, thinks that we have coronavirus because in the like text the church sent out it was like pray none of the other family members get it but I'm like we ain't been around them since they got it so so now i'm sure the rumors are really flowing so i may try <laughs> to milk it up and get get some ladies from the church to bring me some supper over here i don't know hey that might work because as soon as my mom heard that uh that mr eddie and brenda were, were sick with covid she's like you can't meet with john this week and i said do you have any idea 
how much more difficult editing and producing the show will be if we're not in the same room. Not to mention, we don't even know if he's been around them. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. No, we're free and clear. Yeah, you know? yeah. All right. We're good to go over here. We're doing cartwheels and having fun, but uh, yeah, well, nobody's sick over here. I, you know, I could get it tomorrow, but I don't think I've got it from my parents. I feel right. like I would have already been presenting some symptoms, or somebody in our house would yeah. be. Uh, but anyways. Also, as soon as yeah. we got in the car, Tara said, uh, the Longs weren't here today. They must be self-quarantining. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> no. That was not it at all. We were not self-quarantining. I would have proudly strode right back up into church <laughs> if Colin didn't have some seriously bad grades on his progress report. And uh, and I'm I'm literally afraid Deidre's going to kill him. Uh, I've, I can hear him right now through the wall, through the bedroom wall while they're in the living room, and she still doesn't sound happy. And it's been 48 hours. <laughs> wow. When you say Thomas didn't have good grades, what what kind of grades are we talking all right, Thomas, for his entire life, has been a straight-A student. I have never once helped him on his homework, checked his homework, done anything with his homework. He has always done it on his own. We checked his grades on Friday afternoon. He had two Ds and two Fs. Oh, and then snap. A B and two A's. <laughs> <laughs> the two A's were jazz band and marching band. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because that sounds like my report card every single six weeks when I was in school. <laughs> the thing I said to him was, uh, I was like, look, man, you're at home. You have Google. You should make a hundred <laughs> on everything you do. That's an excellent point. And he was like, well, you told me not to cheat. I was like, yeah, but I told you also to do all your assignments, which is the biggest problem. He just wouldn't do it all of his assignments and turning them in. Right. So we've been communicating with teachers. Teachers done emailed the principal. I mean, it's, it's been it's been horrible. <laughs> Did you correct him and say, "I never said don't cheat. I said don't get caught cheating." <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, well, for the rest of this nine weeks, we're gonna have to cheat. You know? <laughs> I was like, we got to bring his grades up. <laughs> And then Dieter's like asking me to help him with stuff. And I'm like, look, you were like fourth in our class. And I graduated like 83rd <laughs> in our class. <laughs> like, I'm not the guy you want helping. You're like, he's in high school. I can't do high yeah. school stuff anymore. No. Here's the thing. Like he had an F in geometry. So I sit down with him to do his geometry work. You know, he's and John's doing like, this is a triangle. This is right. a cylinder. <laughs> but he was doing the geometry, geometry problems in his head faster than I could Google the answers to, him, you know, <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm like, why do you have a D in this? He's like, Oh no. I'm like, well, we can't be doing this. Like you're a genius. You should get it all done. <laughs> But I know, I mean, I've been 15 before. And if you left me at home by myself all day long and were like, hey, take care of your schoolwork, there would be a lot of other things that would distract <laughs> me from getting it all done. Yeah. And I get it, you know. And luckily, he's not as far bad as I was when I was 15. But I, I mean, he ain't innocent either. I know. And so mm -hmm. we had a long talk about that, too. He's He has not been... I mean, I feel bad for him, really. But Deidre's the worst. She's she's giving to it worse <laughs> than anybody because she is like you know straight A. She she made straight A's all through college and and everything. You know, she's like super smart and cares about that. So, oh, is that a horn? Yeah, that was a horn in the background. 
Okay. Well, let's, that that's our signal to move on to my next story and quit talking about my idiot kid. <laughs> Who's secretly a genius. He just don't do his work. Look, he has one of the things he's done in these months, in this couple of months by himself, is he's taught himself to play the piano without any lessons or anything. He can wow. just start playing. He'll just walk over and start playing new songs all the time. The kid's smart. He's great. I'm super proud of him. And this is just a minor setback. I mean, it ain't the end of the world or anything, mm-hmm. but it's, if, if you were to ask Dieter, she thinks it is. It's like, he's just like, oh, you're not going to get into Harvard now. Like, (laughs) we got three more nine weeks. He's going to be fine. So he's not going to get into Harvard because his last name is long and he's from Alabama. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with his grades. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's talk about uh, Keen Area DeMezzo. Do you know who that is? I don't. Well, she's a transgender anarchist who won the GOP nomination for sheriff in Cheshire County. She is the first transgender person to win the GOP's nomination for sheriff uh, after running unopposed in Tuesday's primaries. That's an excellent way to get elected, by the way, is to run unopposed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, DeMezzo, associated with the Free Keen movement, of libertarian activists said Friday she is looking forward to debating incumbent sheriff Eli Riviera, the popular Democrat who is running for his fifth term. I'm hoping he will debate me. That would be the highlight of this, she said. So she first ran as a libertarian against Riviera and another longtime Republican, um, but she was running under a previous male name because she did not have her name legally changed at the time of that election, which was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the popular Republican whose last name was Nelson didn't run this year. And uh, DeMezzo seized the opportunity to run unopposed as a Republican. Um, she said that she would like to run as a libertarian. I mean, this is one of your fellow libertarians, tiny. Absolutely. But that's not really realistic option. That's not a realistic option in the current political environment. Sad, but true. Yeah, she states there's a lot of really strong libertarian candidates, and they do a really good job. Ultimately, though, the U.S. is a country with two parties, and that isn't going to change anytime soon. She might not fit the conventional notions of a Republican candidate for a county sheriff, which we discussed this before we went on the air. Several of the headlines said she was a Satanist, too. Right. So she's just she's turning everybody on their head. Uh, (laughs) But she's opposed to the war on drugs, which me, too, by the way, we've lost that war. It's time to get out of it. And um, (laughs) it's time to bring the troops home. Yes. Right. Uh, And does not want to enforce any crimes she claims are victimless, which include drug crimes, sex work, immigration violations and even speeding violations. So she is a libertarian. She wants everybody to be able to do what she wants to do. I was about to say, most all of that is right in line with libertarian philosophy. She says, if there is a, if there is no victim, there isn't a crime, she said. And, oh, here, here it is. She's also the founder of the Reformed Satanic Church. So they're Calvinists <laughs> at that Satanic Church. They believe, they believe you were, uh, they, I guess they believe in double predestination. They believe they're predestined to not believe in Jesus. <laughs> I guarantee. Tiny, I guarantee you they believe in total depravity. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> little theological humor. <laughs> uh, 
And she describes herself as a as an anarchist. Uh, she hosts an internet radio program where she is referred to as she male. Uh, her campaign slogan is F the police popular M- NWA <laughs> song, uh, which that's a wild <laughs> to be running for sheriff. And that's your slogan. <laughs> um, I would like to point out that the sheriff and the police are two different things with two different roles in a lot of ways. So GOP New Hampshire GOP chairman, Chris Ager declined to comment on her candidacy when contact uh, on Friday. And then the Democratic Party spokeswoman, Holly Shulman, said Riviera is the best candidate for the for the job, of course, because he's a Democrat. It sounds like a lot of what she believes in is uh, kind of in line with, with what they would think, too. I mean, as far as, you know, F the police and <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> right. No, I agree. And I would also think that in today's climate, a lot of people just want to vote for the laws anyways. I think that was partly why Trump won. So she may even win this whole thing. Yeah. And more power to her if she does. I mean, that's fine. I'd, I'd like to talk to her about her Satanism, though. You know, just, just be like, let's back off on that a little bit, okay? <laughs> well, most Satanists, if I'm not mistaken, most Satanists are really atheists that just hate Christianity, right? I think so. You know, but I would think... I would think if you declare yourself a Satanist, then you definitely have to acknowledge there is a God, right? Well, a lot of them don't. Again, now, here's the thing. When it comes to Satanism, every single Satanist is different from every other Satanist out there, just about. Yeah, it's kind of like a Baptist. (laughs) (laughs) But I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, the majority of them, I guess, that that come from the tradition of Anton LaVey, who started the, the Satanic Church as far as, you know, legally and everything. They're really atheist, and they worship Satan just as it, rebellion against Christianity because he's more of a symbol. They don't think he's actually going like to— an actual real person. Right, right. Yeah. It's, okay. it's kind of like uh, the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster if the yeah. Flying Spaghetti Monster was the devil. I got you. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. We, I mean, it's covered. Their knees are bowed, too. It's covered, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't need to get into it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We covered all that. We'll talk about it when we have Sunday school again in 10 years. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, I guess moving on to the next story here, if you don't have anything else to say. No, no. I mean, I hope she wins, honestly. I I straight up hope she wins. I would think it would be great. I encourage everybody in New Hampshire to vote for this lady. What do you think of this headline? Yeah, that's a brain. Man finds gruesome package washed up on a beach. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think I wonder what type of brain it is. <laughs> this comes from the New York Post, and this was posted up in the group. I, I'm not. I don't remember who was it. Lindsay. Somebody posted it up. I don't know. I I didn't keep up with the group like I should have this week. Had a lot going on. Anyway, it says uh, it starts off. He went to the beach for a little peace of mind. A Wisconsin beachcomber got more than he bargained for after discovering what appears to be a brain that washed ashore. Now local authorities are trying to figure out who or what it came from. It didn't register as a human brain. I was just like, what is this? Jimmy Sedona, 47, told Fox News 6 of his gruesome find. The Racine-based construction worker and artist said that he frequently searches nearby beaches off the shores of Lake Michigan for items such as sea glass to incorporate into his structures. He was understandably intrigued after happening upon a package wrapped in an aluminum foil. 
fastened with a pink rubber band while perusing Racine Samuel Myers Park Beach on Tuesday. Curiosity got to me, so I popped it open, and it looked like a chicken breast, he told the local TV news outlet. It took a little bit for it to really register of what was going on. It was a brain. Also, in the parcel were flowers and Chinese money. It says that he asked some nearby city employees for a second opinion, and they were like, yep, that's a brain. (laughs) Needless to say, the unusual flotsam is blowing minds on social media. Indeed, cops told Fox that they don't believe that it is human, but they are awaiting official confirmation from the county medical examiner's office. Uh, He, for one, is just glad that he's the one who made the discovery. There's a lot of kids and family that are down here, and what happens? What would happen if a kid was to find it? A kid would play with it. That's exactly (laughs) what would happen. (laughs) Has this guy never been around kids? (laughs) My two-year-old would eat it. (laughs) True, yeah. Yeah, no, he's at that age really eating everything's food. Yes, you know? yes. That's tough too when they're just putting everything in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And you just gotta constantly be on guard. Ooh, that's tough. Prayers, I, more prayers for Tiny than for me <laughs> and my family because that is difficult. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people eat pig's brain, so maybe they're shipping a pig's brain somewhere. Yeah, it's wrapped up in aluminum foil like a Chipotle burrito. So. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're going to stick it on the grill, <laughs> but, you know? But it was found with Chinese money also, so that's kind of strange. That's true. What if it's like, you know, that somebody was uh, doing a brain transplant and it just got mixed <laughs> up in the mail? You know, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show before, but China has an alarming number of organ cert- like organ transplantations than they do organ donors. So, Right, yes. <laughs> who yes. knows? <laughs> No, you're 100% right on that. Well, let's talk about uh, a story out of Oklahoma, home of uh, Kimmy, one of our favorite listeners. This is not Kimmy, though. At least I don't think it is. Okay. And a woman who refused to cooperate during a traffic stop sparked a high-speed chase and guns being drawn in an Enid neighborhood. This is Enid, Oklahoma. 28-year-old Emily Owings was initially pulled over for not wearing her seatbelt. She also didn't have a license or her insurance, and the only form of identification she had on her was her medical marijuana card. Her, uh, your license is suspended, the officer said. Why, Owings asked. I don't know, the officer said. I didn't know that, Owings said. Now I'm waiting to see if you have warrants through Woods County, the officer said. Um, and then she came back with, but I have to poop so bad. <laughs> the, uh, the, the classic, uh, I have to poop defense <laughs> where honest officers on his toes says, where did you think I was going? <laughs> <laughs> and then she came back with, it's my birthday. It's my exculpative birthday. Uh, a, the, a bizarre excuse, and her 28th birthday wasn't the only problem she was dealing with. Police say she wasn't supposed to be behind the wheel in the first place. There was a warrant for her arrest in uh, Waynoka for allegedly fighting an officer. Why won't you just let me go, Owings asked. And the officer said, because your license is suspended. <laughs> And uh, he said, she said, I, I'm sorry, I didn't know, Owing said. Otherwise, I won't drive no more, but can I please go home and go poop? Now, I respect going home to poop, uh, number one. I've, I agree with her on that count. Right. Can't be, dis- can't be doing it anywhere, any old place. Um, the Enid officer then called for backup, 
and asked her to step outside out of the vehicle at which she said, are you going to arrest me? And he said, you're under arrest. Oh no. And, uh, she said, are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? Uh, and the officer said that because she had warrants and, uh, then she claimed that they're not and basically said the same campaign slogan as our transgender friend in New Hampshire. F you guys. <laughs> So Owens put the key in the ignition and sped off, and a pursuit lasted several blocks with speeds topping 70 miles per hour. Said she blew through a stop sign and even a school zone, oh, the humanity, and she eventually stopped and surrendered when officers pointed their guns at her. And so once they got her in the car, she said, can I poop in your car, man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he said, well, you car, you could have already been on your way to jail. And she said, yeah, but not pooping. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I respect her commitment to get home to poop. You know, I may try that sometime if I get pulled over. Did it say, but she did have warrants. Cause at first when I thought she had a suspended license, I was thinking, well, can't you just get a ticket yeah. and they send you on? I mean, they don't have to arrest That's you for that. That's kind of what yeah. I always thought. Yeah. But no, she's got a warrant for fighting an officer. Dang. So she's a problem child. <laughs> they need to get her locked up. She got to go in there into that holding cell and poop in front of all them other people. I, it's tough, tough for her. Mm. Well, you know what pooping makes me think of? That's right, eating. <laughs> and you know what I like to do when I eat? I like to put Cajun Curl on all my food. Uh, and we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. You know what? I really like the Cajun Curl potato cutters that they have. They work so great. They do. I know there's a lot of people listening who probably wish they had one, but I was informed they are out of stock, and Brandon's not not 100% sure when they'll be coming back in stock. So... Okay. Just want to throw that right, out well, there. Pre-order, <laughs> pre-order right now for them, all right? Because they are great. Let's talk about the spiral potato cutter, all right? It's absolutely amazing, and it's easy to use. That's why they're sold out of them. <laughs> bet, you, bet you wish you had one. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I've been reading this for like three years. Y'all should have bought one three years ago, you know? Now they're all out, and you're going to have to wait. And that's what you get for waiting. You should have bought one. You can make your own potato chips, sprinkle the Cajun curl on them. They are delicious. They are great. Better than anything you can ever buy in a bag at the grocery store, including blue tortilla chips. Uh, On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Cutter as well. And you'll find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. And if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. Now, I almost forgot for the second week in the row to tell all the people in Tuscaloosa, Northport area, that you can get it at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland, Mark Smart in downtown Northport, South's Finest Meats, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace in Northport. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10. 
to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use Spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, typically we have some voicemail messages, but since we're recording remotely, what do you say we just kind of push that till next week? Yeah, we did have a review, you know. Oh, we do? Yeah, no, I saw it. Let me let me pull it up. Hang on. <laughs> I'll pull it up. Here we go. This is from um, Student Sophia. It is written on September 11th, hashtag never forget. And uh, her title is great with an exclamation point, And she's got a five stars here. And it says, I've listened to two episodes and it's great. That story show sent me over and uber glad they did. My sis always says random facts and it gets annoying. But thanks to you, I can do that too. <laughs> Winky face with a tongue out emoji. So nice. Thank you, Student Sophia. Uh, yes, thank you to who was that? Student Sophia. Student Sophia, thank you so much. Uh, first review in a long time. First one in a long. Hey, you know what? Our ad paid off. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'd like to see a few more of them come out of that ad. <laughs> well, we also got an email this week. All right, we got a, a letter from our old pal in Canada, Hippie Monica. All right. <laughs> now this is a great email. I'm gonna I'm gonna censor some stuff because some stuff might be personal and I'm not hundred percent sure she wanted me to read it. Sure. Now she does start off, she says, Hi guys, Hawaiian is my favorite. Any pizza is better with pineapple on it. You've got a lot to learn, little grasshoppers. <laughs> oh. So. oh. Four of us got it, Monica. <laughs> I've had pineapple. I've had pizza with pineapple on it, and I wasn't a fan. Has she? Has she never had pizza with with pineapple not on it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, have no idea. Maybe you should uh, take the pineapple off and and taste the pizza without it. So then maybe you can understand why pizzas were better before pineapple came along. Yeah, right. I mean, it existed for centuries without it, just fine. <laughs> well, anyway, then she goes on and she talks about some. Uh, she talks about some memories of her recently deceased mother. So I hate, I hate that prayers, prayers for your mom, but she certainly sounds like a wonderful lady. And then she comes down and she says, still love your show. One of the few things that makes me smile, which uh, that is great to hear. And yeah. I can now tell my wife, Hey, I have to do the show. Cause if I don't do the show, then old hippie Monica is not going to be smiling. You don't want old hippie Monica to be sad. Do you? Right. <laughs> and we have to do this show. And now she gets into the meat of the email. This is the really important stuff that we needed to learn about. She says, fake pandemic, barely worse than a seasonal flu. Canadians need to wake up and learn about our prime minister's communism-loving family. Oh. We are too laid back. Anyway... I stayed up all night guarding my neighbor's weed plants, and I heard a bird singing at 3 or 4 a.m. What bird sings during the night? Well, Monica, Drones. I, I would say uh, it must have been one of those malfunctioning robot birds. No real bird's going to be singing at 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm with you. She says, uh, I'm all in. Hold on. Hold on. I'm all in on, uh, <laughs> on uh, what's his name? What's her prime name? Truro. Oh, yeah. I'm all in on the conspiracy that Castro's his dad too. Everybody knows that. I 
I have not heard that before. Is that is that a thing? Tiny, you got to do your own research, man. <laughs> I can't just uh, believe everything you tell. You can't just tell me, and I, I believe That's everything right. you say about it. No, you got to go watch some poorly edited <laughs> YouTube videos. <laughs> I got you. Okay. <laughs> well, and then she just ends the email. She says, uh, LOL, hope you're all good. And she will take Harvey's fries. Take care, okay. Monica XO. I have never had Harvey's fries in my life. I'm not 100% sure what it is, but I would be willing to bet money that they probably are better than McDonald's. Oh, no, you're 100% <laughs> wrong. And I don't know what Harvey's is either, other than there's a restaurant called Harvey's in Columbus, Mississippi. I think there used to be one in Tuscaloosa, and I actually went there with a prom date one year. <laughs> nice. Well, I was a soft- I couldn't go to the prom. I was a sophomore, and you know you had those rules at Fayette where you could only be a junior and senior and go to prom. Yeah, but my my girlfriend at the time was a senior because I was a stud, and uh, I took her to Harvey's in Tuscaloosa. It's where Buffalo Wild Wings is now. If that gives you any idea to how classy the place was, gotcha. Yeah, so shout out to uh, her wherever she is now. You missed out on a good one. Shouldn't ever broke up with me. It's your fault. <laughs> um. But I, I'm glad Monica. I'm glad uh, Monica emailed in again. I, I, she's she's one of my favorites. Keep them coming. And yeah, I mean, I didn't. What, are you guarding the weed plants from other people or from other animals? You know, that's one of the things I I would like to get cleared up. Right. That's a good question. Down south, you got to guard them from other people right. and animals sometimes. So mm-hmm. yeah, and, and uh, local law enforcement too. Yeah, well, that's really who you're looking out for the most. <laughs> because they don't like people moving in on their... Com- they don't like competition. They don't like people <laughs> moving in on their territory. <laughs> Unless you live in Fett County and can pay off the sheriff, it's going to be really rough for you. <laughs> right. Although, in Fayette <laughs> County, he, uh, I was about to say, didn't he have his own racket going on? So Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, we've had several sheriffs, three, go to jail for taking bribes before. One of them was reelected to the city council and then later reelected as a sheriff, but he couldn't carry a gun because he was a felon. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. It was like Andy Griffith. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it runs over in Fett County. Um, tiny in my homeland. And people get upset with me for not taking politics seriously. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> That's 100% right. Well, John, I don't know about you, but I would love to thank our patrons. Yeah. Every single one. But I would like to specifically mention by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And I don't have that pulled up, so I'm actually just going to cut that in from another show. And they are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Thomas Williams, the Dapper Man, Miss Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Chris Tipton, Ms. Jacqueline B., uh, Mr. J.D. Westfall, and Mr. Mike W., a.k.a. McWheel. Okay, great. All right, well, let me just say McWheel at the end. <laughs> yes. Just stop right there. That'll be the last one. <laughs> Thank you so much for donating to the show. We really appreciate it uh, for just supporting our silly little show and taking it way further than I ever thought it would go. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. We're blowing up. People don't know. Had a lot of new people join the Discord this week, you know? Yeah, we did. 
not to brag, I talked about it at the beginning of the show, or really, I forced you to talk about it at the beginning of the show when people started joining up. So, you know, may want to think about it later on. We, we plug some more stuff. If you would like to join our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash earthoddity. And you, we have several different tiers, but if you sign up at the $5 tier, you get every single week an extended show. And once a month, you get an all-exclusive patri- patrons-only show. And the way that works is you go to patreon.com, you sign up, you become a patron of our show, and you get an email. Inside that email is a custom RSS link. You copy that, you plug that into just about any podcatcher there is out there, and it gives you a patrons-only podcast feed that has all of our extended stuff, and it also has the patrons-only shows. If for whatever reason the podcatcher app that you use don't, support custom rss feeds well then you can or does yeah you can just uh listen to us on the patreon app that's available in the app store it's available on the google play store uh you we just we post it straight to our patrons page and you can listen to it from there if you can't get it through what like spotify or uh, there's a few others that don't most of them have customized rss feeds though so all right well you got anything else no just thank everybody for listening and uh Pray for my son and my parents that they both live through this. Mm-hmm. Pray for the previous generations and then pray for future yeah. generations of longs as well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, there's some other ones, Stitcher. Yeah. We're available on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity. And if you like show art or other random pictures, we can follow us on Instagram. We are underscore earthoddity on Instagram. It's electric. It is. Also, we have a Discord server that we don't plug enough, but there will be a link in the show notes if you'd like to join our Discord. Join it, say hi, uh, have a, you know, conversate with us, talk to us. Yeah. But the best way to get in touch with us is a phone number, which we didn't have time for that this week, but we will next week. What's that phone number? It is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.